Are you ready? No. Damn it. I was going to sing the DX song. Because it starts with our, are you ready? Are you ready? But I forgot. Hi, I'm Elaine. Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast where four friends discuss about the DMX version. Are you ready? Come on! No. I do like DMX's music, though. And his acting career. Um, I'm Elaine. Butterfly in the sky. Come on! (laughs) I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has a specific movie genre, but we say fuck all that because it's Elaine's birthday. It's my birthday. Happy birthday this is the last me. pick for a little Happy birthday yeah. to me. Yes, we know Happy what starts next. To so me. what do we hold on? Stop. Happy what did we all do? But we know what's me. next. John's birthday. God damn right. <laughs> what were the picks oh, for shit. Elaine's birthday? <laughs> I did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You did Ninja Turtles. You did Roger Rabbit, right? Yeah. And then I did Man of Steel. And then now you're doing Night at the Museum. Nice. The first one. Yeah. Aren't there three? There's. Because it's a cartoon. Does that count? Is, is Ben Stiller in it? Does it count? Um, it's it follows his son, so it's Nick's story. Dope. Mm. I only know that because we were looking yeah. for the trailer for the second one, and uh, came up. and it came up we're with like, a little what is synopsis. Museum cartoon. I do have a pick for his birthday. I have <laughs> I got a pick for his birthday too. That'll probably have to borrow from me. <laughs> All right. It's an obscure movie. So this movie came it's out in two thousand six. Dude, if you let somebody borrow that movie, they keep it for a year. Yes, they do. <laughs> I need to borrow it again. Okay. All right. It's based on a children's picture book. Do you have it? Oh, really? Yes, by Milan Trenk. I don't know if that's how you say his name or not. Milan. Um, He's French. The screenplay was written by a duo. That's mm-hmm. Ben Garrett and Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon is a welcome back to the. Oh, podcast. Ben Garrett is Ben Stiller. He was. I don't know. I don't think so. He was Ned in 17 again. Oh, um, they seem to have created, wrote, and starred in Reno 911. 17 again. That was the oh, Zac Efron yeah. movie? They also wrote Baywatch 2017. Oh, that's not something <laughs> I'd brag about. Yeah. What was it? Baywatch. Oh, Baywatch. But they, they're credited with like everything for Reno 911. Yeah, so, yeah, that was okay. That Baywatch movie was such a letdown. I loved the TV show, but I was also a teenager, and there was girls running around in, in bikinis. I watched yeah. it because Alexander Daddario was in it. So I didn't that's watch really it. Awesome. I just I really mentioned it because I Eggert. know you guys have to. I was a fan of Nicole Eggert from Charles in Charge, and then I saw her on a new show, Scott and I was Bayo. like... <laughs> Nicole Eggert, to me, was just always really hot. Okay. Then I saw a movie so, where she had, got digged down by both the, the Corys, and it was like, okay. <laughs> you We're didn't like Corys Leftovers? No. <laughs> I mean, I'd have been fine with it. <laughs> This was directed by Sean really Levy, <laughs> who also directed Cheaper by the Dozen, The Adam Project, and is in production of Deadpool 3. Which is mm. currently halted because of the actor strike. Yeah. And Cheaper. the writer strike and the director strike. So the um, Oppenheimer premiere, all of the stars showed up and then yeah. left. Yeah. I'm like, were they trying to make a statement or just be assholes? Because Christopher Nolan had to go up and do this whole thing. But yeah, they all left. But I want to thank them all. Like, why did you leave? Yeah. Were you making a statement to who? Oh, we directed the internship. <laughs> he directed a lot of stuff. Real Steel. <laughs> um, the Pink Panther. I mean, the guys at Pepsi don't do that. All right. Mm. I really like that movie, Cheaper by the Dozen. And I really, as a the child... The original or the new remake? The, the remake. I like it. With Steve Martin? Yeah. But the original was so good. I watched that... A thousand times as a child. Not really that many. Would you think of Cheaper by the Dozen too? Electric Boogaloo. I really liked it. I liked them both. Second one I didn't like. First mm-hmm. one was good. Was it because it was 
sad because he died? Yeah, a little bit. Spoiler. Oh, yeah, I've not seen it. It's any from. Of them. I was just gonna watch that tonight. <laughs> the original Cheaper by the Dozen is old, Carly. Okay. Like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, kind of old. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It's just not one of the movies that I watched growing up. Or Mary Poppins. Let's go for Tony Old. <laughs> it's as old as so, Dick. This movie Let's stars see. Ben Stiller. He doesn't Stiller. look that old, it's fine. Um, Cheaper by the Dozen. He still gets mad that he hasn't been in the podcast. It's from 1950. Okay. Like, we don't like you. It's kind of so up my alley, though. but it's just not it's... one of the ones that we watch. All right. Yeah. Starring Ben Stiller, who's not a welcome back to the podcast. What? I saw. I could be wrong. Well, we haven't done Zoolander yet. But we have done over 300 episodes. It's coming. And, uh, Is it? I want to do it. We also have Robin Williams. Welcome back to the podcast from Popeye, The Birdcage, What Dreams May Come. And uh, he also appeared in all the movies I gave Elaine to choose from for today, which no. were Jumanji, Hook, and this one. <laughs> That's true. I just didn't realize the it. Robin Williams trifecta. Until I was looking at his IMDb and I was like, all the movies I gave Elaine to pick from had Robin Williams. I would have went with Hook. Maybe I watched here. I thought this would be interesting. With I, Rufio. I wanted to watch this movie again. I've never seen it. You, know, you, could, you could watch stuff that's not on the podcast. I've been, I'm reading books right now. But you're allowed to watch things that aren't on the podcast. But I'm Carly. involved <laughs> in a different medium currently. All right, we have Dick Van Dyke. Also, not a welcome back to the podcast. From no. the Dick Van Dyke show? Yeah. Uh, Mickey Mary Rooney Poppins. is a welcome back to the podcast. He was a voice in Little Nemo's Adventures in Slumberland. Yep. We have Bill Cobbs. Welcome back to the podcast from Demolition Man and Hope Floats. That's you, Spartan. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Welcome back to the podcast from Stardust. Mm-hmm. Jake Cherry plays Nick. Welcome back to the podcast. He was in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Does he? As yeah, the young a- sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, as the that. he is the prime linear. <laughs> as a child. Uh, Carla Gugino. Welcome back to the podcast. Gugino, I think. I don't know. She was the bride in Michael, and she was the voice of Kelor in Man of Steel, which was one of the ships or robots that on Krypton mm-hmm. yeah, that ship. the wife talks to. Remy Malik also in this movie. Patrick Gallagher, Steve Coogan, Kim Raver, and Mira, and Mizu Peck. I didn't. They're not welcome back to the podcast, and I didn't have time to write all the shit down. Remy Malik is a very good actor. He was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you watch it yet? He was also in Mr. Robot, <laughs> which was really really no. good. No. <laughs> you should really check it out. I feel like there have been a bunch of really good um, mu- uh, music based biographies within the last five years. So the first time we watched Bohemian Rhapsody, was it Bohemian Rhapsody? And, we watched um, Bohemian Rocket Rhapsody Man. first, and then we watched Rocket Man, and we both agreed Rocket Man is far superior to Bohemian Rhapsody, but Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody is real good. Yeah, we, we had a really good weekend. Also, <laughs> also, I've said this before, and I'll great. say it again. <laughs> Love and Mercy, that John Cusack, Brian Wilson movie, re- really good drama. Really uh, no, fantastic. really good drama would be Ray. Ray was a really good drama. Ray also was a really good The drama. Elvis movie was not bad. No, I thought that it's was not be a as lot good worse. as Bohemian Rhapsody no, or not. Rocket Man, but it was very good as well. But that was really more about Tom Hanks than it needed to be because he played Colonel Parker. Like, mm-hmm. there was way too much focus on him. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the Frank Sinatra biopic. That'll be interesting. Or no, we need a Dean Martin biopic. I've seen, That'd be interesting. I've seen a great movie about Frank, Frank Sinatra. It's called The Rat Pack, and it stars Ray Liotta. Yeah, but that's about like a, a one summer. But it's real good. It is a real good movie. It also stars the great Don Cheadle. True. Okay. 
You don't know who Don Cheadle is? He's War Machine. I know who Don Cheadle is. He rocks. (laughs) All caps. With an X. This movie has a 6.5 on IMDb, a 43% tomato meter with a 67 audience score and a 48 Metacritic score. It has a budget of $110 million and the worldwide gross was $574.5 million. Wow. wow. Good for them. Which is why they continue. Which is why there's four of them. Drop yeah. <laughs> half a bill, I mean. So my reviews, Gary Page in June of 2007 said a children's movie no a movie made by children perhaps supposedly this is a family film that will delight children and adults alike well I was delighted when it was over and (laughs) I could get on to more important things like cleaning my cat's litter box if I didn't know any better I would have thought a bunch of fifth grade kids wrote the script and that they figured that they just write down anything cool that came to their minds so that's a one out of ten Mm-hmm. <laughs> 10 out of 10 Jan Goodman mm-hmm. in December of 2006 I love this movie now apparently they read a plot outline that said a bumbling security guard at the Museum of Natural History accidentally lets loose an ancient curse and they're like that's not what happens in this movie but we still enjoyed it <laughs> We thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. It's fun to leave reality at the door of the theater and just immerse in the fantasy. So. Well, maybe that's what the book, maybe that's what happens in the book. And they maybe, read maybe. the wrong thing. Because this is definitely, the way this is set up is definitely movies. You know, it's, it's always the yeah. diverse, divorced dad and the new, mm-hmm. new boyfriend and the wife and the kid are all having, that's like 90% of movies that came out that, you know. Mm-hmm. That time. <laughs> Why don't marriages ever work? Mm-hmm. What you think going in, Elaine? Hey, we didn't do that last I haven't time, seen this in a long time. I'm happy to watch it again. <laughs> what did you think, Tony? I was like, I had never seen this before, but I'm on a podcast. No, you're Tony. That's Carly over there who's never seen movies before. What did you think, John? <laughs> I thought I've seen this. The first one was pretty good. The second one was eh, and I haven't seen any others after that. Okay. That's a this good policy. It's the second movie I've done in a row that I did not see before I picked it. I picked it because what? Elaine picked that. it. <laughs> And again, I was completely blindsided in this movie. <laughs> again, what do you think it was not about? What? <laughs> so I, I thought it was just a I guy mean, hanging like, out of a museum I knew, at night. <laughs> I knew that the things in the museum came alive. I did yeah. not know what the old guard, like I legit, until Shaft, they revealed themselves, had no idea. <laughs> what did you think this? What did you think the plot of this movie? Was? <laughs> Just like shit going down in the museum. Just and learn this new job. job. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I, and, I know what I thought it was. A movie about magic that could be the whole plot. <laughs> the way that it was, and this is a little spoilery, but the way that it was presented, I thought it was going to be the boy. The guy needs to win his kid over. He gets his job. It ends up being this great museum thing. He brings the kid. Da 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 da. And then the kid sneaks in to show a friend of his. And they released this pharaoh, and the pharaoh was going to be this big evil, because they show him like trying to break out, yeah, and I was like, oh shit, he's going to be a bad guy, and they got to do some tricks or something with the modern stuff to trick the pharaoh back into the coffin. No, none of that happens. <laughs> that might have been a better movie. None of that at all. <laughs> you know, the pharaoh gets out, and you're like, because uh, uh, when they let him out, I was like, oh shit, and he's like, hey guys, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's, no he's problem with dude. the pharaoh. <laughs> like he starts walking like an Egyptian. Yeah. There's a couple of moments in the movie where 
most people would have figured it out and I did not. And if I remember, I'll tell you what I thought when that happened. Okay. <laughs> and I have a big problem with the end of it, but we'll get to that. Yes, yes, Tony does. <laughs> I have a big problem with one thing in the movie and when it comes up, I'll bring it up. All right. Okay. It's probably the same thing. All right. So the opening credits take us around the museum and show us the exhibits. And the movie opens with Larry seeing his car has a parking ticket and a boot. His bag What's over that a boot? The, <laughs> his bag over the meter no. that says meter is broken. Somebody wrote nice try underneath it. If I was a meter maid, I would do that. I would check the fucking meter. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to pick up his son from school and learns that it was a half day for parent career day. The son went home with his mom and her fiance Don. But did not tell him about career day at all. Yes, but and the fiance is Paul Rudd. Yes, who I did not mention. He's more of a tertiary object in this movie, but it's like, wait a minute, is that Paul Rudd? They also treat career day in movies like it's this mandatory thing that you have to go to no matter what. And when it's like, no, like three people will show up. Like nobody I, gives a shit. I went to my son's career day. And was in it jam packed with all the other fathers no. and mothers? And there was a line out the door. It was me and one up. other person. Yeah. <laughs> They always make it sound like it's a I don't big think deal. my daughter had one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. This kid goes to a private school in New York City. I don't know if it's different for them. But also, it's a half day for career day. That's weird. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe there was half day of classes, but the other half of the day was take up, taken up with career day, perhaps? Yeah. Or maybe they figured, hey, since your parents are here, you can get the fuck out <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> They don't have to drive back to get you get you later if you don't take the bus. Yeah, but the the issue that Larry has here is that his it's Wednesday and he gets his son every Wednesday afternoon. He usually picks him up from school. His son didn't even tell him about career day. He didn't know it was a half day. He knew nothing. Well, he doesn't have a career, so that's why he's a little butt hurt by this. Um, so he goes to their house and he talks to the mom about how he might be moving again. There's some great places in Queens. And she's like, uh, how's the virtual reality driving range going? And he says it's coming along, but he's waiting for the technology to catch up with the idea. There's something. <laughs> My first thought was they had that on iCast. This whole conversation <laughs> between the ex-wife and him bothers me because it's pretty clear. Because she acts like his changing careers and moving all the time is really disruptive to their son. and Like he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, but he doesn't. <laughs> So he doesn't seem to be a bad father who's ignoring his child. He And yeah, so he doesn't have a stable situation, but she has an extremely stable situation. So kids, she married a bond broker. Kids aren't embarrassed by their parents this and way. She's a lawyer or a judge or something. I mean, she had to be say, in court early. That's the only like, hint at her job. She could, that but, they never really say, but, but we'll, we'll assume she's a judge. But like, because she seems a bit judgy. Oh. I can see why she wants. She does not want to be married to him. I can see why they got divorced. He's got all these crackpot schemes. He's always moving. He's very unstable. This would end a marriage immediately. But children. But the son acts like he's embarrassed by his dad. But kids don't get embarrassed by their parents like this. No, they get embarrassed when you start dancing in public. And she would just be like... Allegedly. Well, I maybe... I mean, like, I get... school like, set of his friends would say this as an embarrassing parent. I don't know. He yes, get, well, keeps getting evicted and can't hold a would, job. <laughs> he might not... I can see why he wouldn't want to bring his dad to career. Or his dad doesn't have a career. But he... Even if he didn't... I just feel like kids don't get embarrassed this way. This is a parent... This is like a grown-up thing. It's not the way kids are. And I get, she'd be like, well, I don't want him to be there on the weekend until you 
if you're getting evicted, wait till you get a new place. But if he cha- if he got a new place every six months, who the fuck cares? Well, and also, if he's got room for his son and it's not infested with roaches, what's the big deal? Like, it's very weird to me how they approach this as if it's some big child problem for him to help her raise a child when he's not really doing that much. <laughs> also, I don't think, for the most part, unless you're unless your dad's a fireman or a cop or something like one of the big ones or an astronaut. Most people's parents, who the hell even knew what their parents were doing? You know what I mean? It's like, what's your dad do? I don't know. He's in finance. Nobody you know? would invite... Like, like Timmy, works Timmy a, and, and works in what her mom does. <laughs> you know? No, but I knew what my mom did when she was a maid. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't want her... I wouldn't want her to go on career day. <laughs> <laughs> what does your mom do? But a lot of parents, I think, have but jobs. But most people don't have specifically jobs definable. that... Well, yeah, and most... And they're not impressive to children. Yeah. Well, I brought but, my jazz triangle to my son's career day, which was pretty cool. I played yeah. something for the kids, and I mm-hmm. brought donuts. Um, it might have been the donuts that they were impressed. Emergency worker, musician, those are interesting. Yeah. Or if you work someplace that kids care about, like a movie theater or amusement park. Yeah, but, yeah like if you work at the movie theater and you hand out popcorn, you're yeah. awesome. Yeah, you're way cooler than, like, you know, than the stock broker. Stock what do you do? I buy yeah. and sell What air. did Don the Bond Trader talk about at her uh, yeah. <laughs> career yeah, so excited. <laughs> but Nick just, apparently thinks his job is real cool. Yeah. Well, he's got all those. Uh, I, yeah, I he's got a utility belt, which is kind of cool. To a kid. <laughs> I don't think it's the job; it's the things that he buys because of the job. Yeah. I feel like they he need a to very make this. Car. How old is this kid supposed to be? Ten. Seven. I, Damn it. Ten. But I feel like he should he, he should either be younger or older. Because this is the wrong age in a lady's opinion. He's like, you know what? I don't support the age. No. no kids 10 years old. I will tell the you older the you time, get, the more embarrassing your parents are. Yes. And the younger you get, the more important it is that your parents have a stable living situation. Preteens are far more embarrassed by their by their. Yeah, but they're embarrassed parents. no matter what. Yes, your everything dad, they do is every, every actor I've ever heard, Ryan Reynolds is like, my, my kids hate me and everybody, <laughs> they're so embarrassed by me. And like, yeah, I mean. Like, you're Ryan Reynolds. Every teenager hates, hates like, or doesn't hate, but they're embarrassed by them. If parents. you're embarrassed by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, there's no hope for anybody. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Or Michael Keaton or all these actors are always like, my, my kids think I'm an idiot. I'm like, so he is... There's the is... Kevin Bacon commercial where his, he's yeah. like, I got an EV! And his daughter looks embarrassed. I'm like, that's Kevin Bacon. Your dad's Kevin Bacon. That's kind of cool. It's like, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> so he is not successful in his uh, inventor idea guy yeah. field that he tries to be in. She tells him she doesn't think that Nick should quickly. stay anymore overnights until they're done moving around and he's more stable. Larry takes Nick to his hockey game, and this seems to be their thing. Larry goes out onto the ice at one point Which after Nick gets do. knocked down no. and gives him some pointers under the guise of checking if he's okay. Which you can't do and makes Bestow look like a dipshit. Mm-hmm. On the way back after the game, Nick tells him that he doesn't want to be a pro hockey player anymore. He wants to be a, ho- a bond trader like Don. And they talk about how maybe hockey could be his fallback. And Larry's like, I don't understand what's happening here. That's well, a really... How do you not even know what a fallback is? And I, don't, I don't like in these movies where they're like, no, you need to go be the hockey player where there's a 99.9% chance you're not going to be a pro hockey yeah. player. But to be a bond trader, all you have to do is really know how to do it. There's not a lot of people who want to go out and be a bond trader. <laughs> I can see, I can see it from the dad's point of view, but actually, it's not a bad idea. Like that's a real, <laughs> the only reason why he doesn't want to do it is because it's the stepdad. Yeah, but as and a parent, you want your kids he... to have some kind of stable job where they do very well. Yeah, 
But I think he doesn't necessarily see instability as a bad thing. So no, I think he no. would be like, follow your dreams at all costs, because that seems to be the kind of guy he and is. And he and his son go to Starving hockey Starving artist, so follow your dreams. Thing. And also, this is a movie where the broke guy who doesn't have a job lives in New York City <laughs> in a nice apartment. In Brooklyn. Yeah. I know, when we and saw his like, apartment, I was like, that's too big. It's like, <laughs> eat a dick. That guy lives in a one-bedroom fucking shack. He's got to piss and eat in the this same room. whole apartment room. fits in this room. <laughs> can't open his fridge all the way because his bed touches Meanwhile, it. his apartment is like you're downstairs. And you're right. like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't think so. Meanwhile, he's getting fired from every job and works nights. Yeah. yeah. So he's getting paid. Get the fuck out of here. Eleven fifty an hour, I think he says at one point. Yeah, it's eleven fifty an hour in 2011 yeah. in New York City. Nope. Eat a but dick. He's not can't even like afford to go to work. But Nick, and why does he even have a car? That is weird. <laughs> he makes eleven fifty an hour. You don't need one. <laughs> I think it was just to show us that he's kind of a scammer. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I guess so. But they could have done it a different way. <laughs> I feel like they make him too likable. Well, he's like, been still. Yeah. Yes, but remember when he played a serial killer and cable guy, and you were like, I dig him. But I kind of believe that he. It's got all these crackpot schemes that fall through and that maybe he scams people and skates by and isn't a good dad. But I don't for a second believe he's not a good dad. And I don't. And yeah, he's got all these crackpot schemes, but he still seems to be doing well with life. Like, I don't. They made Ben Solo too charming, I think, for this role or how it was written. I mean, he wasn't yeah. in reality. Like, it should have been. They should have changed some things because the way they wrote it. It doesn't quite it doesn't fit quite with how n- likable the character is. You can yeah. read minds. So Nick basically says he heard fallback because he heard his mom talking about how Larry, his dad, needs a fallback because You're not wrong. the inventing lifestyle is not working for him. And uh, the snapper. And he's like, "But I feel like my moment's coming." And everything's going to fall into place. And Nick's like, but what if you're just an ordinary dude who needs to get a job? <laughs> that's the kind of thing that my nephew would say to me. Yeah. That's definitely a Tim and Like, I'm going to be a rocket scientist, or you can go work at the Walmart. <laughs> oh, so, Larry goes to an employment office and talks to Debbie about his resume. Who says, I've never seen a resume quite like this. And he's like, thanks. He's like, that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's my favorite line. And he's like, I really need a job. And she's like, well, there's one place that's turned down everybody I've sent. So I'll send you there. Maybe they'll like you. Maybe they won't. And it's I'll take it. night security at the Museum of Natural History. So. Which he acts like this is beneath him. It's not but, McDonald's. Yeah. But, bitch, you're inventing the snapper. Well, the other thing and is... And you would think, night <laughs> security guard, if I'm an inventor, I got lots of time to work on shit. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Truth. Like, that would be the perfect job for him. Yeah. Nobody's Lock everything up, you. do your rounds once an hour. Yeah. It's a museum. And spend the, the rest of the night thinking about new ideas. I mean, there's probably <laughs> a few things that are worth a lot of money in a museum, like, but those are locked up pretty yeah. good. <laughs> and if they get stolen, fuck it, you're fired. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't... He seems like... It's not janitor. No. Which is not embarrassing either. Which but is the hard work. Like, janitors yeah. yes. work. Like, he's a night guard. He walks around make sure nothing is askew. Yeah. I, I understand that. I'm just saying, but it's not even like, security guard isn't, isn't one of those jobs that we consider beneath us, like janitor or maid or food service worker. <laughs> or actor. Oh, I'm sorry, that was wrong. We don't consider it difficult work, but we don't consider it beneath, like, demeaning or, yeah, like, working at Walmart. So he goes... Shit. My buddy's wife is a manager at Walmart. Her bonus is six figures. I know. Mm-hmm. 
He goes for an interview and meets Rebecca, a docent, who talks to him about Teddy Roosevelt as she walks him in the direction of Cecil Frederick's office. Uh, Larry doesn't know much about history. He thinks that Teddy Roosevelt was the fourth president. Sorry, wait, uh, did he just say the fourth president? <laughs> that's why most Americans... I feel like that's most Americans based off those eight trivia I'm sorry. Street interviews <laughs> they do. He lives in New York City where Teddy Roosevelt's a big deal. Is Teddy Roosevelt the big deal in New York City? Yeah, he's from there. So, like, there's a lot of stuff about that. I knew he was the 26th president because it's New York. And, that's and one he of doesn't things. just live. He's from... He hails from Brooklyn. <laughs> Do you know the only president numbers I know? One, 16, <laughs> and 21. Who's two? Jefferson? No, Adams. that's wrong. Adam. Jefferson yeah. was three. Close. See, I don't even know two. But here's a better question. Why do you know 21? Because of Die Hard. Wait, wait. Do you know 21? <laughs> do you know 21? No, I don't. Oh, come on. It's Die Hard with a Vengeance. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> Chester A. Arthur. <laughs> Which would may. <laughs> I, I mean, did know Adam, so. <laughs> Chester A. Arthur. You're a teacher. I am not even sure what that. number we're on right now. I want you, you know, I 46. teach kids how to count to 21. I'm not teaching them who the 21st president was. I want you to be like, <laughs> so next time 21 comes up to tell your your kids, and our 21st president was Chester A. Arthur. <laughs> and they and they'll look at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. He had mutton chops. <laughs> he was also from New York, but I don't know if he was from there, but he worked in New York. But All right. Teddy Roosevelt was a big deal in New York. So as no, they talk... I know the, the sex act... The John Wilkes Booth, where you blast a girl on the back of the head and try to get out of the theater before you get caught. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's not an okay sentence. They're talking about. Especially not while talking about a family film. I just said it to make John laugh. As they're talking about Doctor McPhee comes out and is irritated by people touching the exhibits. Which you would be. Yeah. Get the fuck off my dinosaur. Well, and also we got these motherfuckers now. What is it? Is it in England or whatever? These people uh, that are gluing their hands to, like, Da Vinci oh, yes. sculptures As, like, and shit. protests and shit. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, they keep wanting to touch famous paintings. And it's like, Dumping look, oil and shit on them, but yeah. they're behind glass, so it doesn't do anything. And that's why you can't get within five feet of the most Lisa. Yeah. Which is also protected by bulletproof glass, like it's a declaration of independence. Yeah, well. And it's not very big. It's like the size of that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really small. You expect it to be like the size of that mirror, but it's not. It's fucking small. You're like, that's it? It's like the Sistine Chapel. It smells weird in there. Yeah, because there's about 200 people crammed in a tiny little chapel that should hold about 26. You're like, nobody just looks at it and you go, huh. And it's Europe, so okay. a lot of people aren't using deodorant. It just smells weird it's in like there. It's like Comic-Con. It's like, all right, I've seen it. We can go. Well, Dr. McPhee is like, Rebecca, I need you to keep these people under control and help them control their young because this is ridiculous and this is chaos. We can't have this in the museum. (laughs) He's right. (laughs) He's not wrong. Larry goes and meets the the John Wilkes Booth trio of night guard that uh, basically he's they tell him the museum's losing money, so they're replacing all three of us with you. And because he's like, they could pay you minimum wage and have to pay us hourly wages. I mean, They've we've been worked here for, for 50 years. <laughs> so they have the irregular pay rates. Also, races. they're old men. Yeah. They're very old. They're very elderly. <laughs> so if I was a museum, 
I don't think I'd want very extremely elderly Not men on be high my, polished floors. Be my night. I have a grumpy old man situation <laughs> where they right. slip and break all their hips. Um, so, Larry's but you like, did you did have a good point though. Where, where you, we were watching that, you were like, "How is Ben Stiller replacing three dudes?" Yeah, he can't is work he working seven days every a week. night. Yes, he still has to work two nights a week. No, he can work seven days a week. <laughs> no There's, time off. There is. Nothing that says he can't work seven days a week. All right. Well, that's not like a labor law. That's just kind of an understood practice that we get two days off a week. But that's not really true. And if it's in his contract, that he has to work seven days a week, no sick days, no vacation. I'm sure he's He's the only person ever here at night. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense to me. I think you got to have another person. But I'm sure there's. I'm sure if he called out sick, the day guard, there's security during the day that one of them would have to stay. I'm sure they have coverage if he, you know. Ricky Gervais would just come in with a podcast and sit at the. But like realistically speaking, (laughs) you could be hired for a job that works seven days a week. The people that clean the store I work at work seven days a week, sometimes two shifts a day because the company that we outsource that to is a piece of shit company well. um, and takes advantage of illegal immigrants. Well, I don't know that they're illegal immigrants, but people they don't who, call them that anymore. But mm-hmm. definitely yeah. people who um, maybe don't understand how they're being Labor used. Labor laws? Yeah. <laughs> They're mostly yeah. related to each other, and it's, and I really feel like they're taking advantage of some of these people. Mm, I'm sure. But they so. changed uh, district managers. Of, like, it used to not be like that, and then a couple years ago, they changed district managers, and now none of them speak English, and they all seem, and they work really ridiculous number of shifts a week. Like That's crazy. Hmm. So Cecil says, hey, meet me up on the second floor. I'm going to slip my orthotics in and I'll show you around. And after Larry walks off, the the other two guards are like, are you sure this is the one? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's the one. So, and me, I'm thinking, oh, they think that he could do it. <laughs> but really, they think that he can't do it and he's going to <laughs> Like surprise, motherfucker. So Cecil gives Larry an odd tour in which he is both very reverent and irreverent. He plays around with some things, looks at other things very strangely, and tells Larry to report at 5 o'clock tomorrow and they'll walk him through his duties. He's like, all right. So he gets there the next day. They give him his keys, his flashlight, the instruction manual, and they're like, peace. (laughs) That's how they walk him through his duties. It's really disappointing to me that we don't get more of this instruction. Man. I know. That bothered me too. So they're like, the most important thing is don't let anything in or out. Larry completely ignores the instruction manual and plays around on the intercom for a while before falling asleep. For too too long. Which is silly. Too long. You'd read it. At least the first page. Yes. Yeah. And you'd be like, what the fuck? When you started to read it. <laughs> you'd sit down, you'd play at the intercom, and then you would read it yeah. before you took a Especially nap. you're there for fucking seven and hours. And as soon as you read the first page, you'd read the whole fucking thing. Right. <laughs> because you'd bone. be like, huh? this yeah. is the most ridiculous set of instructions. They are so fucking with me. And you would just keep reading, and you'd be like, what in the world? Yeah. So I wasn't a ham sandwich. <laughs> And then you would run back for the list after you threw the bone, and then the monkey would steal it. And that's how that should go. And I the John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> Stop it. So he, no. 
he rolls over in the chair and falls out. That wakes him up. And then he starts to go toward the Good bathroom enough. and is startled by realizing that the T-Rex is not on the pedestal. He He's thinks, like some David Copperfield. Yeah, it's a trick. He starts touching it. How do you move an entire T-Rex skeleton? <laughs> First of all, it's a giant T-Rex skeleton. Let's get over the fact that it's probably pretty brittle. Yeah. Well, it's probably not real. Yeah, it's most likely a cast. Most of those are... Are fake. Yeah, because you don't put a, a real T-Rex skeleton right where people can touch it. <laughs> well, that and it's... They'll, they'll, they'll find it like... 60% of one and then they'll make the rest of the bones and then they'll cast it and send it to like six different museums mm. it's just there's just not that many of them so he sees the T-Rex getting water at the water fountain and he runs Nicholas Cage runs. you buy it well, ahead and he tries to leave the museum T-Rex skull then he runs to the desk and calls Cecil who's having a retirement party and Cecil's like just read the instructions dude they'll tell you everything you need to know and he hangs up the phone Number one, throw the bone. What bone? Well, one falls right in front of it. Apparently, the T-Rex has a loose rib bone, and he likes to play fetch. He throws the bone. Seems like everything's going to be all right. And then he sees the other exhibits have come to life. Animals are everywhere. The Easter Island head wants gum. Cavemen hey, dumb, chase dumb. him. Attila the Han is I after want some him. Dumb. He runs to the elevator, ends up trying to talk to Sacagawea, but she Sacagawea. can't hear him through the glass. He ends oh, up... In the middle of a no, Civil War battle. That's a porn movie. And then he reads number two. Lock up the lions or they'll eat you. That's <laughs> See, now that would get my attention. That should, that should be number one. <laughs> yes. That should be the first thing you do before anything comes to life. That, those animals should be locked up. Yeah, throw the bone should be like number seven. Because <laughs> yeah. it should tell you to lock up all the exhibits. Yeah. yeah. Which you would do, which you would think is part of your just normal duties. You yeah. go, you yeah. lock all the exhibits. And then at number like seven or eight, it says throw the bone, and you get really confused. Mm -hmm. But then we don't have a movie. Yeah. He runs to the Hall of African Mammals and manages to lock them up. But first, locks himself in with them. He has to run to the other exit to get out. He can't lock the door. His keys are gone. Turns out, number three, double check your belt. The monkey probably stole your keys. But don't leave your keys on the belt, you fucking idiot. The monkey is named Dexter. So I think when I talk about him through the movie, I just call him Dexter. Um, so sure enough, Dexter has his keys. He gives them back, but bites Larry's face and then pees on him. It's pretty like you do. Why would he pee fire. on him? He's fake. Like he doesn't have any intestines. <laughs> it's another thing. Like why would the lions eat him? They're made of wax or they're stuffed they or whatever stuffed. they are. Yeah. I'm not sure. So Can they, would... they eat him? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if they're stuffed, they become alive. But maybe. if they're Wax, they're just wax. I feel like I don't know. the mannequins, the Civil War mannequins, one of them gets shot and there's like stuffing. Yeah, stuffing yeah. comes out. He calls them puppet dudes. Puppet dudes. <laughs> um, so. I was actually in this movie. I was one of the Civil War guys. Oh, yeah? Larry. You were a puppet dude? Yeah. <laughs> Larry gets upset. Or? No, I was on the north. Okay. And starts lecturing Dexter, who steals the instruction manual and rips it up. Which I thought on night two, or I thought he get retrieved that in the morning for night two. Yeah. Because it's just ripped up paper. Which is lame. Yeah. And he can retrieve it at any time, but he never goes back for that list. And it really bothered me because I, because I thought for sure he was going to go back for the list. Which or at I, least like get like page three or something. You know, give yeah. us a something. You know, you don't give yeah. us two or three of them and then there's like a three, seven or eight pages that we don't get any more. Like give us a little bit, a couple more. 
<laughs> yeah, we get two yeah. or three. That's Flame. it. So Larry goes to take a break in the diorama room, which seems safe. Except for it isn't. He is attacked by blowguns, and his lip gets temporarily numb. By the Aztecs. And the Mayans. Sorry. Then he sees something going on in the Old West. But definitely don't go in that pyramid. And when he's looking at it, others wrap his feet and trip him. He falls into the Old West exhibit. They do not like the night guards. Every night for years, the night guard has been locking them up in these boxes, and they're going to take a stand. They fire up the iron horse and send it to run over Larry's head. He said, I didn't do it. Well, someone's got to pay. Jedediah is is talking to Larry. Owen Wilson. Yeah, and he's like, stop. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention him. Owen Wilson's also in this movie. Back <laughs> I can't from believe I forgot Armageddon. to mention Welcome him. back from all the Ben Stiller movies. Yeah. Ah! Um... Sorry. So he's like, stop the train. And he's like, okay, we'll stop the train. No, we won't. Split his head like a watermelon. Jesus. And it, the train is... It's a toy train. It's a toy train. Or, so it hits him in the face. Model. And it hurts. But then it just falls right over. And uh, and then Larry's like, screw this. And he breaks out of all the ropes and stuff. Because it's dental floss. <laughs> and then and he sits up. Yeah. And realizes that the entire Romy, Roman ar- army, led by Octavius, is ready to attack him. Now, here's my problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the Mongolians speak Mongolian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. <laughs> all of the other exhibits all speak their language. Mm-hmm. Except for the guy who's 2,000 years old. Speaks English. Well, he <laughs> says he spent a lot of time in Cambridge. That's, no, that's the Roth. That's He's talking Ra. about Octavius. Yeah. Speaking English. Oh, the Roman? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Octavius, first of all, was never a general. What? <laughs> Two, English wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> well, maybe he picked it up. Just like Ackman Roth? Yeah. yeah. Um, How but come the then Mayans? Then why don't the Mayans speak <laughs> English? Why doesn't the giant know. statue of is that Galileo or Columbus Hun? or yeah. Attila, none of them speak it's English? Columbus, by the way, which is a running joke because of Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus, yeah. Everybody hates him now. But no, he, no, the the director, not the yeah, actual person. But whatever. <laughs> or but who is he speaks Italian. <laughs> English was a thing when he was born. But anyway, the two thousand year old general has a English accent. Was never general. <laughs> it would be different English anyway. Like they would be speaking weird terms. And I know why. Do you want to know why? If you say it's a movie, I'm gonna eat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you say it's a movie, I'm gonna eat your puzzle piece. Because they make the Huns only speak Mongolian because it is part of the gag that the Huns are kind of stupid. They're not. Which they're not, I know. They're really smart. But it's kind of, it's supposed to be a gag that the Huns are after him and they can't understand anything and they're kind of stupid. But Octavian is supposed to be this very smart man and he is, they've made this character a character where the Huns are more of, background noise is the exhibits. They can't give all the exhibits personality. They can't give all the exhibits they can't they can't have this cast of characters that's a thousand. But they want they want this interaction between Jedediah and Octavius, therefore they have to be able to understand each other. Whereas we don't need the minds to speak English and none of them are given speaking roles. So maybe they do. They might. Maybe also, they've learned at this point. Octavius, well, who became Augustus, one of the top ten richest people who ever lived. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah, but not important to the plot of this make believe. And I did read somewhere that like that's impressive. Like ever. <laughs> originally, I don't think that these characters had as big of a role, but Owen Wilson's character is it Owen Wilson? Yes. Yeah. Tested so well with audiences that they made it a bigger thing. Kids so. like cowboys. Also, the guy that plays down. Octavius is welcome back to the podcast from the other guys. Yes. Oh yes, that's true. Marshawn. But we won't hold that against him because this is just a shit character and it bothers me. <laughs> All right. So Octavius and Jedediah argue over who gets to fight Larry. He tries to reason with them, but mostly offends them by saying that they're small, little guys. And also, Octavius would never call anybody my liege. <laughs> he was the, quite the uppity fucker the Romans attack with flaming arrows and Larry is saved by Teddy Roosevelt who explains to him how everything comes to life the tomb of Achman Ra has a tablet that is the source of the magic it's been here with the sarcophagus for 54 years and, and they're so fucking mean night. like he walks in there and is like nope you're not getting out of there tonight mm-hmm. this poor guy is mummified freaking the fuck out and no one thought let's let him out see what happens you would think that Teddy at that. some point, Cecil and the other guards might have let him out, though. Because he might know more about the tablet. But then, as, like... Teddy Roosevelt's like They thing. obviously yeah. have a list of things that they do to keep everybody in, but you think at some point they yeah. might have... Because, like, the dioramas are like, we've been well, locked. somebody got out, otherwise like, they, they go around <laughs> and they lock this shit up. But, the, like, Teddy Roosevelt and T-Rex and some of the stuff, like the cavemen... They're not behind glass. They right. can't be locked up. So they always had some dudes because they're wandering not, around. Because they're not really exhibits. They're just, we just dressed a bunch of shit yeah. up. Which, like the, some of this is like legit ancient ancient like, yeah. shit. That Roosevelt just, just, that's wax. one of the yeah. other Roosevelt's things that bothers me. They put Sacagawea behind glass. <laughs> for no like, reason. For yeah. no reason. Like her exhibit should be open just the same as all the other exhibits. Yeah. It's, it's so that they can't, they have that problem. Though. She can't, they can't hear her. I know, but it's just... Was she deaf? (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) Uh, So Larry's like, what am I supposed to do? And Teddy's like, you got to keep everybody in the museum. If they go outside, they'll turn to dust at dawn. Teddy's like, I'll help you restore order tonight, but just this once. Teddy's like, you need to rise to the occasion. Greatness is being thrust upon you. This is your moment. Larry's like, I don't think so. <laughs> As all the exhibits get back into position, Larry realizes Jedediah has somehow been riding on him, trying to find a good time to, and place to attack. Larry talks to him and takes him back to the diorama room. In the morning, the three old guards arrive, and Larry jumps out to scare them. And they're like, ooh, we're too old for surprises. And Larry's like, oh, you mean... Like the surprise last night when all this shit came But maybe if you had read the fucking list. True. True. (laughs) He does say, do you guys have another copy? And they're like, no. (laughs) Which also... You remember it. You'd have multiple copies of that list. You could write it back down. And you've been dealing with Dexter the monkey, the key stealing Mm -hmm. monkey. I only got more than one copy of that list. (laughs) I can't believe that Dexter didn't evolve. So he's like, look, I just need a regular job that's not life-threatening and pays the bills. And he quits. When he gets outside, he runs into Nick being walked to school by Don. Apparently, Nick wanted to stop by and see Larry at work. He thinks it's really cool that his dad is working at the museum. Larry's like, look, I'll give you a tour later, but we're really swamped right now. Once they leave, he goes back inside and is like, all right, I'll I'll do it again. (laughs) My kid thinks this is cool, so I'll try to stick it out. 
Um, so he, uh, sorry, la 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 la. Once they <laughs> good vamp. <laughs> Doctor McPhee is not pleased and shows him that Octavius is in a stockade in the Wild Rest diorama. He's like, "This isn't funny, and I'm not going to stand for this." And uh, and Larry's like, "Okay, I'll make sure it doesn't happen again." And when Cecil tells him they don't have any more copies of the instruction manual, he says, "Brush up on your history." That helped me a lot. And uh, Larry sees Rebecca giving a tour and follows behind. He laughs when she describes Dexter as a loving and generous-natured monkey. <laughs> and uh, when the tour gets to the Lewis and Clark exhibit, Larry's like, was Sacagawea a death? And she's like, no. <laughs> He's like, but she seems kind of unresponsive. He goes, that's because she's a statue. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, what are you doing, dude? You're just hijacking my tour. And he's like, I have questions. Can we have coffee so I can ask you questions as colleagues? Like, I'm not trying to ask you out <coughs> now. I mean, but I'm trying to ask you. <laughs> be very clear, hot chick who works in the same place that I work in. Yeah. But who I can't actually date because only 20 minutes of our lives would overlap. <laughs> you get a lot done in 20 minutes, though. Because I work every night at the museum <laughs> well, and then go home and, and sleep while you work during the day. Yeah. She can come and help clean his exhibit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to shift, work it out. Ah. She could use a girl like him on his staff. <laughs> Here she's got an opening. Mm, she's oh got three. <clears throat> so they have coffee. They walk in the park, and she tells him that her she's writing her dissertation. Bright girl, big And she has it been working problem. on it mm-hmm. for four years. He tells her that he's divorced and needs a steady situation for his son. Then he starts asking questions about Attila the Hunt. After coffee, he reads up on the different exhibits and learns that until the Hun would have his men each grab a limb and pull victims apart. Which seems very difficult for people to do. Yeah, they wouldn't, they do, wouldn't that. do that. They do with horses. But, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drawn and quartered. Mm-hmm. So. But that's one of those, well, this movie doesn't exactly um, want a whole lot of accuracy. <laughs> well, that's they also, they, there might be kids in the audience. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do they do? Well, they yip, rip them apart with horses. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He also learns... And they weren't baking cookies for a minute. <laughs> ...that Attila was superstitious and loved magic. And then he also reads up on the Wild West, Roman armies, Easter Island, and more. He packs for work that night and feels like he's ready to go. When he gets to work, he's greeted by the old guard who are clocking out for the last time. And he's like, what if this doesn't work? And they're like, hey, you'll be fine. You can call us. We're going to be in Boca. I feel like that's not their problem. No. If it doesn't work out, that's <laughs> Dr. Fee's problem. Be like, um, <laughs> we got fired, so fuck you done ready. Yeah. Fuck your family. That's true. Yeah, that's It's true. like when you work at some jobs and they're like, um, you're fired. We wanted to know if you would teach the new guy that's going to replace you how to do your job. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> he will be fired next. Or like, if you quit, what you do is you come in here and take and a shit at this desk yeah. every night. Every night. If when people quit, you don't magically get somebody else the next day. Oh, I know that's was a problem. You gotta have too. to other people have to cover for your work. So yeah. again, other museum staff would be pressed into being the night watchman, maybe even Doctor Fee, until they found someone. <laughs> Not Doctor Fee. He's very oh, nice. He's a VIP. <laughs> So Larry walks Cecil and Gus out, but Reginald needs a minute. 
because he's, he's emotional. Ninja. ninja. Rap. Once they leave, he makes an imprint of one of Larry's keys. Which, those were your keys for years and years and years. That's what I thought, too. Or was it his apartment key? It's his key. apartment it's key, apartment which we learn later. But first I thought, you could have just made a copy of one of your keys. And I legit thought that he just wanted to come back and hang out with the exhibits. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason... Carly lives in such a nice world. With all his desk, yes. not or at his desk at home. Yeah, but for some reason, I was thinking it was the desk in the museum. Yeah, and it's just like I a throwaway line. We we hid stuff at your house. To, yes, like, but when you also, yeah, but so I you could have made a copy. You worked there for this, forty years. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. So I was like, why is he doing that? He he had keys this morning. He could have just made a copy. He wants to that. hang out with Rexy. <laughs> <laughs> Carly's such a nice world to live in. I want to live with you. <laughs> like in your world. And when I saw them put the stuff in the drawer, I thought they were trying to get him fired so they would get their jobs back. I okay, thought they never sense. wanted to be done with well, this Well, that museum. does make sense. <laughs> I thought they loved it and they wanted to stay there till they died. <laughs> now that, I was wrong. Now that would be an interesting movie because then you give them the wrong shit on the page. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't lock up the lions. <laughs> Make sure you give the monkey your keys. Oh, man. No, but you know what? You could be like, hey, we're all retiring, but we're going to be coming by every night because we like yeah. to hang out here. Yeah. At the very least, why. we'll help you. <laughs> yeah. For free. And at first, we're going to show you what to do, but eventually, we're just going to be hanging out with yeah. King Tut. Sure. Or, Who cares? And you're like, what? This will make sense tonight. We'll yeah. be back. Yeah. And you're going to need the help for the first few weeks anyway. So you get a handle on it. So that night before everything wakes up, Larry sets up. He attaches the bone to a remote control car to keep Rexy busy. He gives the cavemen a lighter, which is not a good idea. He gives the Easter Island head a bunch of gum. He locks up the Mayans with their blowguns and talks to Octavius and Jedediah about how they should use one another's names. Oh, I was like, what am I talking about there? Because they, they're calling him Gigantor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, and I'm Larry. Feels- you're Jedediah. You're Octavius. We, can, we don't have to call each other names. We can just use our actual names and he's like y'all can stay out if you agree to behave don't blow things up don't fight and they're like okay you're gonna let us be free then we'll do it he goes to lock the african mammals up dexter has already gotten out but he goes back in and steals the keys again but this time larry was ready and their baby keys he greets teddy roosevelt he realizes he has a crush on sacagawea Mm -hmm. and encourages him to talk to her teddy tries but he can't. He's too nervous. She can't hear him anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not that thick of glass, though. I definitely know you can. Yeah, well, you there know, has to be another way in into too. that exhibit. They too. put the soundproof glass on the on the wax statue. Unless <laughs> <laughs> they what? Because you know they can't replace sense. that. It doesn't make any sense. No, yeah. it doesn't. No. And but this it needs is where to we I don't see... need her to be behind glass for this plot to happen. We could still see Teddy looking at her from afar yeah. and being too afraid to talk to her. Or the fact that yeah. they don't speak the same language would probably be an issue, yeah. too. Well, she's been hanging out with Lewis and Clark for eons. Well, their English isn't the same as his English. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close. It's close, but I mean, you'd be able to get through. But a lot of the words that they're using probably are not words he's using. Like radical. That's just, what, 30 years ago. Was last word someone say radical? I say stuff to rad all the time. <laughs> because you're old. This is where we see. <gasps> oh, 
Radical, Somebody radical. Or, no, you're a Ninja Turtle. You're a Ninja Turtle. Fuck you, ready. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck my family. My family is your family. So, this is when we see um, somebody putting the valuables in the drawer. Yes. And it turns out it's at Larry's house. Larry <laughs> well, put them in his prison wallet. But it, even in my notes, I wrote, somebody sneaks into the security office and puts valuables in the drawer. <laughs> That's what I thought it was, too. <laughs> Larry goes and talks to Attila the Hun and his group. He performs some magic trips for them, but he's not that great at them. He should quit while he's ahead. He uh, fails at a disappearing handkerchief. They catch him and go to pull on his leg. And yet, Attila the Hun, Wax Attila the Hun, <laughs> who was fooled by the disappearing, reappearing coin, was not freaked out by the fact that Larry had a second thumb he could rip off. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out. Tiller might have ripped some thumbs off on his day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tying the horses. I'm not sure about what he's ripping off, but I don't think he would have been... (laughs) He was yanking off people's sacks like paper towels. (laughs) All right. Carry on. Okay. So, sorry, I have lost my spot. Um, So he's about to get pulled apart by the Huns, Uh and everybody is distracted by a stampede of African mammals, and they all have to run for it. Dexter has somehow gotten his keys and let all the rest of the animals out, which that went in line with me with the old guard sneaking in and putting valuables in the drawer. They let Dexter out. Who let Dexter out? I don't know. (laughs) Well, he's a primate. Who let the monkeys out? Who? 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 Larry goes after Dexter, but is distracted by the diorama room and all the fighting between the Romans and the Old West guys. The Old West guys are winning that fight because they have guns. Yeah, they're but they don't shoot any bullets. I oh, do the, like the Romans win because they don't. Which is really <laughs> weird because the Mayans had arrows that were dipped in poison. Yeah. Right. But the guns for the Old West diorama don't have any bullets. <laughs> yeah, but the Romans have swords, and now that the Wild West fires. guys have guns that don't work, yeah, <laughs> so they're about strange. to get killed. <laughs> The old West guys had dynamite, though. But they're all fighting in like a melee, and they're punching each other. That's not how Romans got down. <laughs> uh-huh. The writers of this movie really don't like the Romans. <laughs> Dexter runs and opens a window as Larry jo- talks to Jedediah and Octavius, who are passwords and will never coexist. Um, Larry sees Dexter again and goes after him again. This time he's distracted by the cavemen who have made too much fire. Mm-hmm. He uses the extinguisher, and then the caveman throws some of the foam back on him after they try to eat it. He chases Dexter again. Which would kill him. They do seem to enjoy the foam. That yeah. fire retardant would kill you. What? I don't uh, think... Kill Larry or the caveman? The caveman. But no, they're made they're of made, wax. They're made of wax. He'd probably kill Larry, too, because he got it all over his face. It wouldn't kill him. It would just make it hard for him to breathe right for a few minutes until he wiped it he, off. He leaves it on for too. way too long. Yes. Yeah. all yeah. I want to say. It, he would, it also turned but, to whipped cream. It really but the cavemen me. are made of wax. They You're right. The cavemen, would be, be, the cavemen would be fine, but Larry would have a really hard time breathing. We see later Teddy cut in half, and then he is put back together <laughs> with fire. With a candle. He's made of wax. Bully. We see one of the cavemen. No, no, just bully. Teddy Roosevelt used to say bully. The open window. And there's down below, there's some homeless dudes with the fire in a trash can. And he sees the fire and he jumps out the window. So. And when he hits the ground, it goes. 
<laughs> oh, no, wait. Because he's made of wax. Larry catches up to Dexter, and they slap one another in the face repeatedly until they're stopped by Teddy, who's like, look, you have to deal with this He said, stop spanking the monkey. With love and respect. Well, I, my problem is... No one? Nothing? I don't, I don't understand this... Venom? This golden tablet. It makes everything inside the museum come to life. Yeah. But then they can leave. What's the range on this tablet? Is there a department store across the street that mannequins are just choking people out? Is <laughs> there within a, within a range, or is yeah, it just within the building? To think but, that far, Tony. Because it doesn't let it doesn't bring back that like it brings back the mannequin the whack exhibits to life as well as the actual like stuffed yeah. mammals. So you would think it would only bring back the, to life things that had once been alive. Yeah. Not. That's what it should do. It animates inanimate objects. But yes. what about if they had Hollywood there? No. To, no? I would watch that. I mean, <laughs> there is range because we do see them leave. They leave, like fucking yeah. gone. And you're like, um... It, they're like, in the subway station. Yeah. They're in a- <laughs> it activates and they're alive, but if they don't come back to the museum before the sun before hits, dawn. then they, they turn, turn to, to dust. dust. It's a movie. It's almost like they didn't think it out too well. Mm-hmm. Wow. No. It's like the writers of this not. movie suck balls. They're, maybe that too. Mm-hmm. All right. So. I know them. You, got, you can't look at a, fam, a movie that's partially made for children with too much logic because it pretty much unravels because children needs, just accept things that adults will not. It needs to be more realistic, like <laughs> Man of Steel. <laughs> Superman okay. poops. So, Teddy... We don't know that Superman poops. He eats radiation. He eats radiation. He does not eat radiation. I want a t-shirt that says Superman eats radiation. He might. Well, Christmas is coming. Oh, man. So, Teddy Everybody poops. Even Superman? Superman with a bowl of jello going in his mouth. He's got a glove. With gloves, yeah. Teddy very nicely asks... He only uses uranium glass dishes. He gets them and Christmas, you're going to get a jello bowl that says toxic... No, uranium. Uranium. Never mind. Urinadium? Urinadium. It makes him pee? He can't pee because he can't get out of that suit. Where was he keeping that key? (laughs) So Larry gives... (laughs) So what's Larry doing? The keys back to Teddy, and he's like, look, you're probably the best night guard this place could have. I'm not doing this. Dude, he probably pees while he's flying. (laughs) Because he's flying, like, over the Pacific. He's like, ain't nobody around. He pulls his stuff down. Just blasts the water as he goes. Cause you mean cares? if you have high power binoculars, you could catch super peen too? <laughs> you could, <laughs> but he's moving real fast because of sonic booms and stuff. He might even do some plops, you know? <laughs> just fly while some he's squatting, plops. drop a couple bombs. As the French would say, that's lay poop. And then, because he doesn't have toilet paper, he just blasts in the ocean, and it's like a bidet. <laughs> the ocean says bidet. Well, Go I ahead, mean, Carly. the ocean is where lots of animals poop. Exactly. Wait, wait, no, Think about wait. Superman's restroom. But does Aquaman just pee in the ocean all the oh, time? Yes. he does. Yeah. <laughs> Even in his, does he take his jeans off before he pees? I don't know. I just, there's He's a whole, jersey. He pees in his jeans. The whole, Aquaman, the whole Aquaman thing is weird because they just stand next to each other and it's like, are you peeing? Because it's getting warm. <laughs> you know? It's like, yo, back up. It's like being in a pool with somebody, you know? They're like, hey, man, I gotta go poop. Gets warm, like, oh, God! Oh. I gotta go poop. Yeah, but you can't poop because there's no toilets. And if you poop, it'll, like, float. Won't it? And I don't kind of want to talk about poop anymore. But it's Aquaman. <laughs> Enough with the shit conversation. All right. Oh, God. 
And it's really intriguing. It's interesting. Elaine's worried about shit now. Not all poop floats. Some sinks down. That's true. It depends, depends on what you eat. eat. Yeah. What if you're all fish diet? Does it poop? I don't know. Because they got to be eating most of the fish, right? You would think, but those are their friends. But then again, SpongeBob has Krabby Patties. Maybe they eat algae. Well, he lives in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, Carly. We weren't I'm going to go mean to interrupt get you. myself some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe when I get back, y'all will be done talking about poop. <laughs> she's getting hangry. She, she should have had some Swiss roll. Yeah. If you had some of that Swiss roll, you'd be all right. It was more of a yodel, though, because I use dark chocolate and not milk chocolate. Mm. It's so, very good. I know, right? Would it's you like to take everybody. some home with you? We'll, we'll, I might. We'll give you a piece to take home with you. Mm-hmm. I might if it's not uh, taking all your... I have the There's technology. only two people that live in this house, Tony. We can't eat that whole thing by ourselves. It's a giant chocolate log. I mean, Much like what comes out of Superman's butt. You can. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my fault. I'm feeling like Larry if it can't, right can't, now. Can't, I'm done. If I tried, contains, but this is not working. <laughs> <laughs> if poop has a lot of fiber or fat or gas, it floats. Did you really just look that up? Yeah, which, which <laughs> I, don't think there's, I don't think there's a lot of fat under the sea unless you're eating whales. Stool tends to be denser than water and usually sinks. Mm-hmm. On the, the sea. All right. As he's walking back to the office, he sees Christopher Columbus, who's like, dude, the window is open. So if your poo doesn't sink, you probably got who's something going Italian. on that's not that right. I guess he doesn't syndrome. understand the difference between Italian and Spanish. Mm-hmm. He might not. So he realizes there's footprints, no, and one of the cavemen left the building. He runs to the door. I have some friends who speak Spanish, and they say things like, I have no idea what you said. Mm. He watches the caveman turn to dust and be swept up by a street sweeper. He goes <laughs> back in, much. and Teddy has returned. That was fucking hardcore. This is very Ninja Turtles, by like, the way. So that dude was driving his street sweeper, saw a guy burst into fucking flames. <laughs> That wasn't like, a vampire. He's like, fuck it, kept on going. I mean, it's dirt now. Yeah. <laughs> he's I like, mean, he probably thought he was having a hallucination. And got I hope so. He's like, I'm not telling anybody about that. Teddy has returned to his daytime position, but is holding the keys out for Larry. He takes them back. In the morning, Nick brings a couple of friends to see Larry and get Gee, a tour. Gee, I hope Larry gets fired again because he fi- gets fired and quits every five fucking minutes. Yep. They see Dr. McFly fire Larry because of the fire extinguisher oh, fall. Which you that. would. Yes, you would. <laughs> Unless there was a reason. How did fire get here? <laughs> I don't know, man. But what I know is I went over to the cavemen and they're on fucking fire. I put them out. Thanks for the promotion. And one got ruined. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go to the dollar store, cut up some other fake bullshit and put it on there. They're not real caveman attire, I assure you. <laughs> it was you. an electrical fire. Yeah, it could there be. There was anything. an electrical fire. Either way, um, I saved the I'm museum. I'm a night from guard. Burning. I don't know what kind of fire it was. But I'm it was sure. the hot kind. Let me tell you what. If there's a fire, you got to alert people, though. That's true. Oh, yeah. Even if they, even if you were able to take care of it with a yeah. fire extinguisher, you got to call somebody. That's true. McFeed needs um, to be woke up. This just happened like an hour ago, and I'm Is trying it? to find the numbers for everybody. I Is just got here. I dog? don't know. You can pull that off. You gonna call? What, what is it? The road dogs? Oh, it? you didn't know. <laughs> Yo ass had better call somebody. Thank you. So Nick is disappointed when he sees his dad get fired, and he and his friends leave. Larry doesn't see them. He chases Doctor McPhee down and talks him into giving him one more chance. He thinks he's figured out how to work here. When Larry goes to pick up Nick that night, um, his mom is like, um, "Dude." He saw you get fired. <laughs> no, I mean, so he was there. He he goes and he's like, "No, I didn't get fired. Actually, I want you to come with work to work with me tonight, and I'll show you what I do." 
Which, if he has them every other weekend and he works seven days a week, then he's going to work with his dad I mean, every other weekend. Yeah. Or he's not seeing his dad. hundred <laughs> percent. Which is fine. If, if for some reason they let him bring his kid in there, which they probably wouldn't, mm-hmm. it's probably fun for he the kid. He doesn't have to ask. Yeah. Except for the line. I mean, he straight they, says, you had in my office all the people. Leave. Realistically, this place would have cameras. Yes. So they would know. Larry all is the yeah, shit's that, going that, on. that would probably heard. stick out. Hey, the giant T-Rex runs around at night. Yeah. yeah. Larry assures her that Nick will not be disappointed. Nick hides in the security office till everybody's gone. The last person that he ushers out is Rebecca, who's starting to lose faith in her ability to finish her dissertation. She's reached a dead end. It's not like she's ever going to be able to find more information about Sacagawea. Her research will only tell her so much. She goes to leave, and Larry chases after her and tries to invite her to stay and talk to Sacagawea. And Rebecca thinks that he's making fun of her. Like you, like you would. <laughs> Larry gets Nick and puts him on the front desk, and he's like, "All right, you like the T Rex? He's gonna come to life in three, two, nope, nothing. <laughs> None of the exhibits wake up. Nick is like, "Stop! This is silly. Yeah. Like you're being ridiculous." And then he's like, "I'm gonna leave." No, you're not. Yeah, I'm yeah. still your dad. You're still with me. <laughs> it's 9 o'clock, and this is New York. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not. What do you think? You're a never-ending story? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, you're in the last well, action hero where kids run just run blocks? around? So he's like, we got to go look at the tablet. They go to the tomb, but if it was and Hunger the tablet kids, is gone. Those are kids running around. Now, regardless of whether you think other. your dad is being ridiculous and lying about stuff coming to life, when he says, oh, my God, that's been stolen... That's kind of a big deal. Your yes. dad's a night guard. You mean the the twenty million dollar chunk of gold that's missing? Yeah, yeah. might be a problem. That's worth way more than that. Might be a problem. <laughs> so you think that that protected somehow? They see night. shadows the moving outside the window near the loading dock and go to investigate. In the loading dock, they see a cart full of things with a tablet on top, and Nick just picks it up mm. like it weighs two pounds. Yeah, instead of being yeah. basically That's led. a lot of gold. That weighs probably 40 pounds. At least. At least. It's Dick Van Dyke ain't picking it up. He can shim shimmery all his way back to the fucking other side of the museum, but he ain't picking all that up shit up. He's Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. Cecil, Reginald, and Gus are there stealing cool? the museum oh, cool. property. And they tell Nick, they're like, look, y'all can't be here. Your dad got fired. He couldn't hack it. That's museum property. You need to give it to us. And, and Larry's so one like, gold brick approximately, uh, weighs 27.4 pounds. Is that the, so, is that the bricks or yeah. the, the new bricks? Because they use little ones now. Well, this is a is standard it a brick, banana, gold... house, banana. Is it mighty mighty? This is the standard gold brick. Uh, this is just the standard size, so okay. it doesn't really say. But even if we assume that the standard size is what we know... That tablet is what at least eight bricks worth, <laughs> which would be two hundred and sixteen pounds. Did you ever see the bricks in like the? It's like a plastic case. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see one? I tried to pick that up once. You oh, you seen it? Like yeah, seen, seen it? Seen it? Yeah, you can't pick that up. No, I did see someone get it out one time, but it may have been fake. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was but, like a Japanese guy did it. But when you grab it. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I got it. First of all, picking it up alone well, is, that's why is they're, a fucking feat. That's why they're shaped that way. <laughs> yeah. You can't pick them up. Yeah. Not supposed to be that way. Because it's flat. Yeah. So but, when you're trying to grab it, yeah. you have to push it against the wall and kind of, yeah. all right, I'm under it. Then you try to lift it, and your hand is like this. Yeah. So, but based on the size little. of that tablet, I'm going to say approximately eight bricks worth of gold. That's, a, that's <laughs> 216 <laughs> pounds. That's More than Dick Van Dyke's picking up. More than 
any of them. Or Tim Conway. It's probably or, or, it? not Tim Conway. It's, ma- it's flat. Those it's this thick. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. It's this thick. All right. So who apparently is like crazy. Yeah. Because Dana crazy. Carvey, I listened to him talk about. He says Mickey Rooney like carried a gun around and was threatening to blow people's brains out and shit when they when he knew him. And I was like, that's kind of crazy for this little Disney guy. So Larry just tells Nick, shit. he's like, look, just spin that piece in the middle and you'll see what I'm talking about. You have to trust me. Just spin the piece in the middle back into place. So Nick does and the tablet lights up and everything awakens. You can hear the elephants and Rexy and everything wakes up. Um, it also looks like the trio of former night guards perk up as well. Larry tells Nick to run. And as he does, Gus goes after him. Larry goes after Gus. Cecil and Gus stop Larry. Cecil explains that a few years into the job, they realize that they get a boost from the tablet as well, which makes them feel young again. So when they found out they were getting fired, they knew they had to steal it so that they can have a very long retirement (laughs) in which every night for the rest of their lives, they get to feel young again. But is it stopping them from aging? No. I mean, not completely. If, if but they was, have worked here for 50 years. I was like, either that or they've so. been there for 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> that that like, would be cool, is if, like, Dick Van Dyke was, like, from the 1800s, and he changed his identity a couple times. He's like, no, I have to keep coming here. Like Highlander? Because it keeps me alive. Because it's keeping them alive. And every time you change your identity, no one notices that you look exactly like the guy who just left. I mean, mm-hmm. they change, too. You know, Ricky Gervais is, what, 40? He, you know, he's only worked there, what, 15, 20 years? What are you doing down there, Nash? Cruising for some ass? That's why there's three of them. They just switch out. <laughs> I know. And what's his name from when Spartan used to work on the force? So, <laughs> so this is Spartan? when they tell him that they stashed some things at his house to frame him for the theft. And they're leaving and framing him for it. And, uh... They beat up this, Larry is, a bit. Is this when? Is this when fucking Dick Van Dyke does a, a spinning, a jumping, yes. spinning back kick? Yes, yes. <laughs> they beat up Larry. That was awesome. And then they go to find the tablet. Okay, so in the trivia, when they run up the stairs after the kid, Dick Van Dyke was the only one that actually ran up those stairs. The other two needed stunt doubles. I believe it. I man. mean, they're old. Dick Van, I know, <laughs> I was, Dick Van Dyke's like. 90. But I thought that was funny Nine. that they couldn't even run upstairs. I mean, they're old. I can I can run upstairs. Dexter finds the unlocked loading dock door, opens it wide, and lots of animals just peace out. I can watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's my final offer. Dick Van Dyke is 97 years old today. (laughs) He looks good. Cecil finds Nick in the tomb. This was 10 years ago. This was 20 years ago. This was 2006. I don't know what you're talking about. And he takes the tablet back. When Larry rushes toward them, Cecil flips Larry over and steals the keys. The trio lock Larry and Nick into the tomb and go find everything they can fence. Larry calls Teddy to come help them, but Teddy's like, look, dude, I can't help you. It's your time. You have to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, this is not a great time to decide he has to step up. (laughs) No, but he shouldn't. This is, Teddy should not have been able to hear him. They shouldn't have had this because this is dumb that Teddy's like, no, this is your time. I'm, and just rides off. What? What? No. No. Yeah. Cecil is stealing the tablet. All right, it's I'll rally the truth to it's all you. of us. Yeah. And Teddy would at least be like making sure that nothing got out. Like that, he he cares about all these yeah. exhibits. You don't get to see Pocahontas anymore, or whatever her name is. Yeah. If you don't Sag- 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 Yeah, not he kept sex. calling her Pocahontas when we were talking if, uh, about it. <laughs> 
if uh, you don't get that animated. Was John Smith, man. Pocahontas only lets John Sear Smith. Well. The jackals close in on Larry and Nick, and Larry sees Ackman Rob banging around the sarcophagus. Oh. And he's like, look, it's time to let him out. We gotta see. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's our only chance. So he does. And he calls off the jackals, and, and people, his people he start unwraps splitting. his face, and he speaks English with a British accent because he learned when he was on exhibit at Cambridge. He introduces See, himself. They, they make sense. Oh, wow, this guy speaks English with an accent. Well, here's why. Cool. <laughs> and he's like, all right, bestow upon me my tablet. And Larry's like, I would love to, except for somebody just stole it. So... What's the range on that tablet, by the way? <laughs> and can we make another one? Because you know all about Why it. Why does this pharaoh ha- have this tablet? What's he supposed to do with this tablet in his afterlife? Well, actually, he's an actual. He's actually the yeah. pharaoh. He's yeah. not yeah. some yeah. wax actual museum pharaoh. or some was legit. dollar the store shit that we put up. No, but he didn't yeah. make the tablet. Emo tablet. But so during uh, the day, he, he turns into key. a yeah. corpse. Yes. Yeah. So what? Ha- so the tablet makes him regenerates him apparently. Juicy. Juicy. I don't know if it makes them juicy, but it, re- it regenerates. They gave him dry bones to flesh. In the mummy, Apparently, they this, talk about how he looked a little. <laughs> this tablet juicy. has abilities we haven't tapped into. Yet. <laughs> we need to take it to a cemetery, turn it on, and do the monster mash all over the motherfucker. Oh man! This thing can do some shit, and so, also you can flip things on it, so maybe it has all kinds of powers. Yeah. Well, it's it, Apparently, he said bestow it upon me so that I may white. rule my kingdom. Yeah, it's, well, apparently that didn't work out. It's his shit. <laughs> so, anyway, he has the jackals throw a big stone through the gate so well, the that they can all get out. Kingdom was thousands and, and thousands of years town. old. They run toward the lobby. They see it is all complete that chaos. <laughs> Until the hun sees them from the other side of the second floor and they run toward each other because Larry's like, we got to get this over. Like, I can't just have this dude chasing me forever. <laughs> so, um... They reach one another. We learn that Achman Ra speaks Hun and can help them communicate with one another. Sure. Of course he does. Because Apparently he sits he in his Cambridge. sarcophagus and learns. <laughs> the Huns were something that the Egyptians came in contact with all the time. time. <laughs> the big Hun Egyptian team up. Yeah. So he <laughs> it's the biggest collab of the time. <laughs> that Attila wants to rip Larry apart. Larry says he thinks Attila like wants that Nike. because he was not loved enough as a child. They have a moment, and they hug, and Attila cries. Aww. So. It's beautiful. Larry tries to holler at everyone to listen, but no one does until the Easter Island head calls out for them all to be quiet. Dum-dums. Then he introduces them to King Achman-Ra and explains that the tablet is what wakes them up at night, and the old guard have stolen it, and they need to get it back before morning, or they will never wake up again. He passes out tasks of areas to sweep, he tries to send Jedediah and Octavius to disable the van, but they do not want to work together. Larry gives a big inspirational speech about how they are very similar in that they just want what is best for their people and what is best for all the people in the museum right now Which is, is really to true. work together and get the tablet back. Everyone's on board. They're all going to help. Gus is captured very quickly by Civil War dudes. Reginald is captured by Christopher Columbus and the Neanderthals. Jedediah and Octavius and some of their men go to the van to release air through the valve stem. Just too much air. <laughs> this, I don't care, is so fucking funny. Elaine looked at me and said, come on, this isn't funny. I don't. And I said, no. I love that they release the air and they're like in the fucking tornado. That can't, I can't. And then you zoom out. 
can't even see it. And it like... <laughs> this is my favorite gag in the whole movie. It's so dumb. Elaine's favorite scene? I think it might be my favorite gag, too. I also so enjoyed good. it. <laughs> oh, their faces is so funny. Oh, my God. I don't know why it's so magical. It is, though. Cecil can't find Gus and Reginald, so he decides to leave without him. He doesn't realize the tire is flat until he guns it in the snow. And That's probably not good. <laughs> no. Larry, Nick, and Achman Ra run to the loading dock and see that Cecil and the van are gone. They have to find them. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. We'll get to it in a second. Never okay. mind. Yep, yep, because it's dumb. Because this is the dumbest gag of the whole fucking gets movie. Sokka Jawea to help track, and she's like, he went east and lost control and crashed. And they're like, how did she know that? And she points. Which they there's couldn't the see two <laughs> seconds ago. I thought, up, there's a I thought fucking that was van. It's like, no, we need to go get Sacagawea to go. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and she's like, but then he went back. And they're like, why would he go back? Well, they turn and see a stagecoach heading right for them. Sacagawea is going to get run over, but is pushed out of the way at the last second by Teddy, who gets torn in half at the belly in the process. But he's fine. He's like, I mean, he's, okay. he's made of wax. So he's still talking. He's like, it's cool. I'm made of wax. Yeah. You got to get everybody back in the museum. <laughs> and he says, I'm going to need a horse. Now, why didn't you ride the T-Rex? <laughs> How fast do they really run? I would ride the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Especially a reanimated T-Rex. And I like it. And those horses probably run probably faster because there's more of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know horses. Yeah. I the stagecoach how... is going to be fast because it's so many horses. I don't know if it's faster, but the stagecoach is four horses, and the stagecoach, I don't know if that's faster than a T Rex. Mm. Really I'm sure that, that race has never happened ever <laughs> in history because there's only a few what, hundred what million years between the, the two T-Rex species. Max speed was clocked at 35? I think it was 35, 40. I don't know because they have a long gait, but. They don't know. There's a lot of arguing about that. That, and they have no well, idea what the muscle structure was because mm. they don't have any. Um, they're guessing. That's true because when you look at when you look at dinosaurs, it's all bones. So well, they do have some idea of the muscular. They're taking so. ideas from current animals and going, "This is what happens with this bone structure," but they have no idea. They're guessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right. an educated guess. Yes. So Jedediah and Octavius come out in the remote control truck. So you're Rexy's saying you can't trust tractor. science because <gasps> it's guessing? <gasps> yeah, like all that COVID shit. It was all bullshit. <laughs> Facts. None of that shit happened to be true. Remember when um, the science of Greta Thunberg said that we were all going to be dead in five years? That was like eight years ago. I remember when we were putting our food out front in the sunlight to kill all the COVID. That was good. Luckily, that worked. Yeah. Larry decides to send Rexy on one lane, and he's going to follow the stagecoach, and they're going to try to cut use Rexy to cut him off. Doesn't he have a car? Because you know what goes faster than horses and a T-Rex? A car. Uh, we like know any, that Larry can't like, use his car. He, car. Okay, he pays to There's get it out of the no way he's oh, got right, a paycheck right. yet. Okay. He's, only, he's only day three of oh, his okay. brand new I job. Think, I, ganked, I, keep thinking, <laughs> I keep thinking it's weeks later because he... Or he could stunt, hail a cab. Be like, it's only follow the fucking stagecoach. So he hasn't even been there all This whole week. movie takes place in four days? In three nights, yeah. Wow. Three nights and four days. Yeah, it's less than a week from the beginning where they go to the hockey That's game a short amount of time. to the end. <laughs> so, um, 
Anyways, the little guys crash the truck, but Larry catches up with Cecil and tells him to pull over and he'll have to stop the horses. Cecil reminds him to read up on his history. These are money carrier horses who are trained not to stop for anything except a secret word. And Larry's like, you mean like Dakota? And the horses stop. And Cecil Dick Van Dyke goes, goes flying. flying. So, Dick, so Dick Van Dyke is dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> he just fell you off just a giant horse. National treasure, no, Dick Van he got Dyke. Egyptian healing He's factors. got that tablet, though. I know. That's he true. does drop it. Does it make lands. him Wolverine? It does. He pops out claws, but they're bone claws because he doesn't have that name. <laughs> well, that Tony makes sense. Tony has been on a bit of a Wolverine kick. <laughs> I watched a lot For of superheroes this weekend. Oh I mean, since I've known him. <laughs> no, this week he's been playing a Wolverine video game and watching Wolverine. I watched Wolverine. the Wolverine and, um, fuck, one of the X-Men movies. I can't remember which one. Which one's Future the Past? Wolverine? The one with Brian Reynolds or the, the Japanese, Japanese one? I hate that one. It's you so hate dumb. that one? Oh, oh I like yeah. that one. The beginning is really good. It, it they, gets dumb at the They end. didn't stick the landing, but no. I like the movie. I like the beginning of the train. The book that that's based on is really good. I've never seen any Wolverine oh, yeah. movies. So. I don't like and it. And again, that wasn't the ending in the book. So. No. <laughs> not only do I not like it, but that... Wait, she's doubling down. Not only do I not like it, I wish everyone that... Wrote it was guillotine. That that actress that goes to fetch him in the oh uh, Yukio, movie, yeah. There's something about her facial structure that I find very off. She's like, I just want to punch her in the face. She's very hard to look at. Yeah. What? Which actually works in her favor as like a mutant or whatever. But <laughs> I just I don't want to watch anything. Like she said in. someone's so ugly she looks like a mutant. That no, she's not ugly. She just has <laughs> she a has unique odd, facial, she has stri- facial structure. And it's at certain angles, weird. it looks like CGI. Malin Ackerman also has very odd facial structure. It's very hard to look jaw. at sometimes. All right, so Larry gets the tablet and hauls Cecil to his feet and hands him over to the Hunts. He Which asks, is a bad idea. They're gonna kill him. He asks Achman Ra to have them tie him up with the rest of the guards. Attila wants to do some limb pulling, and Larry agrees to just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Cecil's like, what? What is that? <laughs> he just wants to pull his, pull his groin. Give him a little groin pull. Sakajawea lights a fire and helps mend Teddy. He's an old man. That thing's going to come off. Mm-hmm. Larry realizes how late it is and asks Achman Ra to use the tablet to help him get everyone back to the because museum. Because Achman Ra can use a tablet to control all of the things that it's animated that are both yes. alive this and not alive. This tablet does a lot of things. Yes. It's, it's like an iPad, but way cooler. The tablet in The Mummy was way cooler. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, no problem. And he says Ishka Bibble or whatever. <laughs> go back in. And everything just starts going to the museum. I it's, love that your go-to magic line is from a Care Bears movie. That was magically <laughs> in the museum. They don't have mannequins <laughs> from the store across the street coming over. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Somebody looked out their fucking window and saw a T-Rex running down <laughs> the street. But it's New they, York. It's kind of a couple people live there. Uh, what, well, Larry million? calls Rebecca. And nah, the like, museum's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing. There. No, nothing. I need nothing to come right City. now to the museum. So she does. And when she's on her way, the cab is stopped, and they see a bunch of animals cross the road headed to the museum. Because, you know, there's traffic. <laughs> the cabbie is Charlie Murphy, yeah. and he's mostly worried about the poop. All right. <laughs> you know, because it's a big deal. <laughs> Literally. Is Aquaman pooping in the ocean? <laughs> and does it float up, or does it sink? Because if it sinks, it's kind of upsetting, too. Because you're like, hey, man, is that your turkey? You push that over there? <laughs> Mine floats, motherfucker. Eat some fucking fiber. It can't eat fish all the time. What is in the ring of fire? 
Oh, so Larry and Please Oxenbaugh, hurry up. check it. This is the last page. Sorry, sorry. I won't say <laughs> anything check else. check everyone back in Lies. and send the animals oh. with wide antlers to the loading dock. Teddy arrives all patched up. Rebecca arrives and is in shock, especially when she sees Sakdawea bring Teddy some of his things. The two ladies are introduced and talk as they walk toward her exhibit. And Larry realizes there's no way he's not getting fired because there's glass all over the floor. Yeah. And the place is trashed. It's trashed. (laughs) Um, So Larry and Teddy continue to check and everyone appears to be in except they lost two small men out there. (laughs) As they go to walk back inside, Nick sees something and it's Octavius and Jedediah. They survived and managed to get back. Uh, they're the size of a toothpick, though, so that was no small feat. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, being really small, trying to get back home. Like, <laughs> True. Maybe four inches, three or four inches high, maybe. Yeah, they said that um, they didn't, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller were not on set together, and Ben Stiller talked to a toothpick when he talked <laughs> to the little guys when they were filming. Um, so... He's like, I'm probably going to get fired because Teddy's like, I'll see you tonight. And Larry's like, I don't think that's going to happen, dude. Look at this place. And Teddy's like, well, it was nice knowing you, bet. And uh, well, Hey, man, get the fucking hunts. Hand him a fucking couple brooms and let's get this motherfucker clean. They don't know? have time, though. Everybody has to get back to position. And Larry starts to clean up, but he's not going to. No. <laughs> we cut to some news reports and see that Larry is watching them with Dr. McPhee in his office. There's a fresh blanket of snow and what appear to be dinosaur tracks headed toward the museum. Cave drawings appear to be in the subway. There's an amateur video of Neanderthals on the roof of the museum. Every news outlet is speculating, is it a hoax? Is it a publicity stunt? What's going on? It's obviously a publicity stunt. <laughs> Scunt? Scunt, yeah. Dr. Yeah. McPhee is like, do you would have it be, Would you say? think that there's actual... Is it a, pl- a publicity stunt or a hoax? Okay, now... No. Actual T-Rex walked around New York City. No, no. <laughs> you think those cavemen were actually Neanderthals or dudes in a suit? Um, they were dudes in a suit. <laughs> obviously, that's not a hoax. It's a publicity stunt. Neanderthals yeah. are people too. That's true. Sort of. So well, I mean, according like... to Geico, even a caveman, a caveman can do it. Well, my aunt had our DNA done, and we have a, an abnormally high percentage of Neanderthal. Like 2%. Oh, okay. See if it was three or four. Prince won't talk to you. <laughs> it's like two percent, which is like, hmm, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he's like, "Do you have anything to say?" And Larry's like, "No, I got nothing, dude." <laughs> I mean, he's like, "Dude, I don't give a fuck anymore." <laughs> you know what I went through last night? He's like, "All right, I'll take your flashlight and your keys," and he walks him out. But once they get to the lobby, they see that this publicity stunt has worked, and there are hands it back to more right, people then. than ever. In well, the now museum. you got to do that every night. <laughs> you know, just like in mannequin. Oh no, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I have thoughts. Oh, good. So he gets his job back. Nick brings Larry to the next Parent Career Day to talk about how cool the museum is. It's where history comes alive. And we see that every night's a party now, and Nick loves coming to work okay. with Larry. So every night's a disco party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a little earth, wind, and fire every night are to get you going. Are we now open to the public? Or are people just going home past the museum that's lit up like a disco, but nobody <laughs> ever gets to go in? My problem with the ending is, why are these old fucks not in jail? Yeah, no, now 
now they're that working really as night off, janitors? Dude. Like, dude, you risked our lives. You tried to set me up for jail with, I don't know what that fucking gold thing is, but it's probably a felony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's over $1,000 oh, or yeah. whatever. So you tried to do Not all this to shit to me. the stuff they put at his house you that tried he to, to sneak yeah. back in. <laughs> and, and you almost killed all these fucking museum people or whatever the fuck you want to play. So at the end, you're not in jail? Because the whole time I'm sitting there watching it and they don't address it. And I'm like, if they don't address something, I'm going to be very pissed off. And at the very end, they show some credits where they're janitors or whatever. And I'm like, like this is fucking bullshit, man. They should be in jail. They should have them behind bars. Like, gosh, we shouldn't have done that. Or something, I wrote in all caps, this really pissed Tony off. (laughs) Because they didn't get, nothing happened to them. No. Even though they were fucking the bad now guys. Now they come back. I've not seen the, the future yeah. movies. I, I don't know if they get any other comeuppance. I don't think they come back. They maybe they apart. murdered them. <gasps> they maybe did. Like, they became but janitors. No, but maybe they're dead and they're reanimated oh every night God, and they have to clean the museum. Ooh, Elaine, fix that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Alright, well, what'd you think, Elaine? Who? Um, I think my favorite character is Jedediah. Jedediah? <laughs> I love him. I love every scene with, with all the little people. I'm totally into it. My least favorite character are the Huns. I don't like how they made the Huns so stupid. Because I feel like Attila the Hun was a very... He took over fucking China. I mean, he was a military ruled the steps. Supreme. He was a great general. There, He would not have been that dumb. Um, my favorite scene is everything that happens during night number two. Okay. While when Larry thinks he's got it figured out, but then does not have anything figured out. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the Jade Foo Dog statue. That was cool. And my favorite line is, end of the line, cool breeze, end of the line. Um, this movie is not super fantastic. <laughs> but it's not super fantastic. No. So that's. Uh, but I do rate family movies as family movies, and I think this is very something you could watch as a whole family. I do think that it is fun. I think that you can tell that it is more geared towards children and doesn't always make complete sense because some stuff just happens because. Magic, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I find it inoffensive and fun, and I would watch it again if I was flipping through channels and saw it was on. I would watch it, mm-hmm. and I really like the shit with Owen Wilson. I really do. So um, I give it a yay. Yay! All right, what do you think, John? Oh, hey, my favorite character was Teddy Roosevelt mm-hmm. because Robin Williams is awesome in just about <laughs> everything he does. My least favorite character was Augustus. I'm sorry, Octavian. Mm-hmm. Um, because they fucked him all up. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is that what? So none of the little men in the dioramas were famous people. Like it's not like Jedediah is a real person. So even though that little Roman general's name was Octavian, it doesn't mean that he is the Roman Emperor Octavian. He yeah. could have just be. It could have just been his name. She's trying to... She's reaching. No, it's just something I've been thinking about while you've been complaining about this character. Because <laughs> there's nothing that shows him as... Like, none of the Mayan people were... Okay. Like, it's not like... We'll go with you some other guy named Mark Kevin who still didn't speak English. I'm, okay, on. yeah, no, I'm fine. Um, I'm just saying. My favorite uh, line is, who's evolved? When um, 
they're smacking each other. The mo- during the, the monkey fight. Monkey. Oh, the yeah. spanking of the monkey. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Roosevelt's like, who's involved? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my favorite scene is the dancing at the end. The mm-hmm. Dance party disco. little uh, earth, wind, and fire just to <laughs> pass the time. Is that, what did I forget? Uh, do you have a favorite tertiary object? Oh, my favorite tertiary object would be the finger painting in the subways. Subway? Because, cool. Something easy. And I'm going to have to give this a nay. I <laughs> yeah, because John hates fun. <laughs> I like you. Are you not fun? Uh, no, I'm cranky and mean. Well, I'm an old buddy and didn't like this movie. Generally right, accepted. Tony. I'm unpleasant and an acquired taste. What did you think? Uh, my favorite character was the Pharaoh. What's his name? Amon. Achman Ra. Yeah. Achman Ra. And I know because I had to type it a bunch, and it's awkward to type. Yeah. <laughs> and spell it phonetically or how it's spelled? You should just put King Tut because well, he's based on the character Google of Stephen Common. auto-corrected it. <laughs> and once I saw that a couple times, I typed it the way they wanted me to. <laughs> how was he based on King Tut? You say in the trivia, he's based on the char- on King... This... The traveling exhibit, the pharaoh, it's all based on oh, the King, King Tut, Tut different one around. Which I saw in a museum when I was a child, when it was touring the company. Was it shaken? No. Oh. Was he so but funky? it was a ri- but I remember that. My Did dad was the monkey? No. My dad was living in Texas at the time and we went to visit him and it was in the museum there and we went and saw it and it was a really big deal. Hmm. That's cool. Okay. Uh Never seen? favorite character Pharaoh and Don. I like Paul Rudd in it. <laughs> I thought he was a good dude. Least favorite character is the old guards. Mm-hmm. The criminals. Except I, I like them one percent now that Elaine said that they all got killed and then were brought back to life as janitors. <laughs> Doctor McPhee can catch it too. He's a dick. <laughs> catch it. My favorite line. So my favorite line is I don't know what he actually says because I didn't write it down because it's gibberish. But they keep doing this re- reoccurring joke where Attila the Hun is like no uh, muchuchu muchuchu and that means to tear people apart. And you said it, but mm-hmm. it, they grab Dick Van Dyke or whatever, and they're like, uh, Mochuchu? And he's like, no Mochuchu. And he's like, okay. He goes, little Mochuchu? <laughs> All right, a little Mochuchu. Like, they're going to hurt oh, him. Sorry. I thought that was funny. Uh, my favorite scene is the end with all the mishaps, or whatever you want to call them, lead people to the museum with the T-Rex yeah. tracks and the all that stuff. I thought that was cool. It's a cool way to wrap it up. And my favorite tertiary object is, of course, the Egyptian tablet, because I want to know what all it does. Not it's not tertiary. Not tertiary. Ooh, can I change? Would not happen with I want to change my favorite tertiary object to Paul Rudd. Okay, <laughs> I'll allow it. I mean, that's my favorite. Doesn't he have a beeper? <laughs> <laughs> he has like three cell phones. Yeah. And I'll get this movie. I've never seen it before, but I was like, this is cute. I, I could see like a family movie for kids or something. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you don't scrutinize it, but uh, it's all right. All right, my favorite character, Teddy Roosevelt. Apparently, I was in the mood for some Robin Williams when I gave Elaine her choices. He's yeah. my, favorite, my favorite character. My least favorite character is Dexter because... The monkey? I didn't like the gags with the monkey. Like the... Dude, when the monkey peed on him, I laughed. But like the slapping and the Ben Stiller going all Ben Stiller on the monkey. The slapping was too long. Too much for me, and I did not care. Because he slapped him, he slapped him, he slapped him, he slapped him. I was like, all right, this is going on a little too long. I think I'm just not much of a Ben Stiller fan because I can't really think of any movies that he was in that really liked. I also like when he gives the monkey the keys, the baby keys. (laughs) Probably his best. (laughs) What, Tropic Thunder? No, that movie's horrible. Zoolander. Zoolander, yeah. Reality Bites? You don't like Tropic Thunder? 
He was okay. Oh, I like Boba Fett. I haven't seen it in a really long time. My favorite scene is basically like when once he gives the inspirational speech <laughs> and everybody goes to start capturing <laughs> the guards and they disable the van and mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. my favorite part. Ending. My favorite line: "I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made of?" And my favorite tertiary object was Paul Rudd. I also like the idea of the virtual driving range because we play virtual putt putt, and there is a virtual driving range. There is. <laughs> That's true. The technology has caught up. Yes, it has. Well, it took twenty years, and we play all the time. So, That's true. speaking of which, wrap this up. Come on. All Give right. I do. What about as Alex the Lion in Madagascar? Yep. It's so good. So please find us on facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email still very little time left to email Elaine a happy birthday wish. That's true. <laughs> you, could get it. you could just email us for any reason at all. Or you can start emailing me happy birthday. Oh, my birthday is coming. Early. Get in early birthdays. What about dodgeball as White Goldman? <laughs> Tune in next week. On the podcast for... Elaine's pick for John's birthday. It's my birthday. I'm going to go with, and I've written this down. I'd kind of forgotten about it, but I'm going to go with Blue Streak. (laughs) Because me and John talk about it a lot. Tango Ungato Los Pantalones. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, I know what his best work is. Mystery Men. I need to put that back on my list. What about when he's the guy that beats up old people in Happy Gilmore? My back hurts. No, my hands hurt. Yeah. Your back's going to hurt now. He's just, I don't know, I just don't think he's he's very good. I think yeah. his father's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And his mom. And I didn't know that that lady in the employment agency was his mother. Actual mom, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I've seen that lady. <laughs> I know, because everybody knows who his dad is, but they don't, we don't really talk about his mom that way. All right, then.